chapter 9, verses 51 through 56, we read, When the days were approaching for him to be taken up, Jesus was determined to go up to Jerusalem. He sent messengers before him, and they went and entered a Samaritan village to make his arrangements. But they did not receive him because he was focused on going up to Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said to him, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Friends, Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem, and he sends messengers ahead to find food and lodging for his journey. These messengers, having gone ahead, entered a Samaritan village, but the people would not receive him. Historically, there was a great deal of strife and bitterness between the Jewish people and the Samaritans, to the point where Jews would not even walk intentionally through Samaria. As we know from other gospel accounts, Jesus reached out and interacted with Samaritans just as he did with all people that he came across. He had a great deal of love and compassion for people because, as we know, he came to seek and save what was lost. Still, at this moment, that great love and compassion had not yet affected two of his disciples, James and John. As they say, Lord, do you want us to tell fire, command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? It's a question that is answered with a rebuke. Earlier in Luke chapter 9, James and John, along with Peter, both witnessed the transfiguration of Jesus. Some have speculated that this revelation of the divine Messiah caused James and John to make such a request of Jesus, as they viewed the Samaritan rejection of him as a great insult to his character and his identity. I personally do not lean too heavily on this explanation, as both James and John have already been named by Jesus as sons of thunder in Mark 3, verse 17. And many commentators have been baffled by this nickname. What what does it mean? Well, according to ancient Jewish sources, sons of thunder referred to someone who was prone to anger, or what we might call someone who had mood swings, and those who were a bit arrogant, haughty, or proud. If you recall, not only James and John had been rebuked by Jesus, but they also angered the other disciples when they asked through their mother to be seated in places of glory and honor in heaven. Certainly not what we might expect of a disciple of Jesus. When we read the calling of the disciples, there's nothing extraordinary about them. No fluffy white clouds and supernatural feats that accompany them. Jesus simply called out to them and said, follow me. All of the disciples, later apostles, were ordinary men. They were, they weren't perfectly gifted or particularly gifted. They had possessed no special quality that would make them more valuable or more appealing than anyone else. But they became some of the most influential people in history. The apostle Peter is a wonderful example of what the Lord can do in our lives when we surrender to him. We see Peter attempting to insert himself into the work of the Lord by standing in the way of the Messiah in an attempt to protect him, denying Messiah again out of fear, witnessing the transfiguration, making the most beautiful profession of faith in Messiah. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Peter wasn't perfect, but he often blundered. But all of us have shortcomings just as Peter did. But Peter believed, was changed. And he was used by the Messiah. Let's consider John, a son of thunder, arrogant, short-tempered, was transformed in the great apostle of love. Thomas, frequently called Doubting Thomas, was transformed into a firm believer and died a martyr's death in India. 
Matthew, a tax collector, was transformed into an evangelist and a gospel author. Paul, from persecutor of Messiah to proclaimer of the power of his message. My friends, it doesn't matter what we have been labeled as in our life, either because of how others view us or how we view ourselves. The more we yield to the power of Messiah in our lives, the more we are changed as evidenced by the apostles themselves. Whatever it may be, we are never too old for him to change us. We're never too young for him to use us as we yield more to him day by day. Friends, this I pray for your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.